Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Ramble Mania proudly brings to you, it is I, your inaugural Ramble Mania champion, four-time Ramble Mania heavyweight champion, former inaugural Ramble Mania tag team champion, Hazel the Eyes on joining along with me as always. It's your boy, Jay Savage. Let's go! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Raw Rants. We give you the good, the bad, who booked the shit of Monday Night Raw. And it's... <sighs> we, we, we've been dealing with a lot of shitty, shitty, shitty Raws lately. Uh, this, is the, this is the fourth Raw this week that has... Um, gotten some negative responses, but also some positives. So it's it's uh, it's the same thing. It's something I told Six a few days ago. I think uh, the uh, the morning after Raw, yeah. I was like, "This was the worst fifty fifty booking of Raw that they've ever done." Because <laughs> it was this Raw was just so bad, it was good. Listen, it's it's weird, man. It's weird. WWE has this thing literally where they. Where, where they like they give you like like I, I feel like they give you like the first half is good, and then it's like they just they just shit on everything else towards the end. It's like it's like yo you you was at this point like in the middle of the show you was up here, then like now now slowly you're just dying down dying down dying down. It's like it's like honestly, and I'll be honest with you, I feel that we get all the good stuff. The first half and then the, the the second half is nothing but like repeats that we got like the week before like matches that we we don't got like, yeah i mean for it being a, a three hour show oh hold on one sec oh uh onita retained <laughs> <laughs> so like um I, I think within the first hour and a half since it's a three hour show the first hour and a half was good and then the other hour and a half was just like eh, what it, 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 it was tough to watch well it, it was it was tough for some scenarios, and you yeah. know, when we talk about them, it's basically more of the the buildup for you know redacted backlash. Um, <laughs> no match, no new matches announced uh, on this week's Raw, but they did add uh, another person into uh, a match for a championship, which Sir. it kind of upset a lot of people, but also it's just like uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it, you know, and I'll explain why later. But I, I, I get I get why other people are like, you know. One sec. There so that belt's just going to get destroyed. Let me put these on because I forgot to put these on real quick. I can't, I, I can't do this with this. That's so. because that's a replica that has metal. Mine's is a commemorative belt. <laughs> I could do that. It's just, it's just plastic <laughs> metal. So, um... <laughs> Before we do get into Raw Rants, we do got a lot of things that we do want to talk about, you know, some 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 topics and some news and all that other shit. And, you know, uh, last week, my twin was not able to join me on the second episode of what, SmackDown? So we had TJ the Great, we had a, uh, we had a, a, a magic banter on Friday night. It was basically our Rainbow Mania abridged episode. <laughs> and we, we had a lot of we had a lot of fun with it. You know, it, it was good recording with uh TJ the Great. He's my new Japan buddy. Whenever we do new Japan stuff, it's just me and him when we do it. And hopefully, you know, we could provide you guys with uh 
New Japan stuff pretty soon, hopefully like a Dominion or a big pay-per-view. Another announcement, um, a few days ago, I just did a one-on-one sit-down interview on Zoom with Larry Legend. We just did part one on Tuesday. Next Tuesday will be part two of the interview. And, you know, there's there's a lot of stories that, you know, this this guy, you know, shared throughout the interviews and there's going to be more stories coming later on. You know, we had stories talking about um, Donald Trump, him announcing, you know, Madison Square Garden, the Hulu Theater, everything, his Hall of Fame plaque from CZW and, and that stuff. So it's it's good to have someone like Larry Legend come in and be as prolific as he is with his with his voice. This, this man he he has a smooth voice. He could talk and he could he could tell you a story for days. And it's something to just be, you know, um focused on and very, very, you know, what's the word I what's the word I'm looking for here? Um it was very ec- ecstatic to to hear from him and you know to hear all, all these stories and everything that he has to talk about the Rise Wrestling career. So yes. Part two next Tuesday, and when it goes up, it goes up. I will let you guys know when it goes up. Twin, you did miss SmackDown, but you did watch it. But you didn't yes, join me. So, do want your honest opinion about this? Yes, sir. Excellent. Roman Reigns' new Tribal Chief theme song after all the years and years and years and years and years of just shield theme nonstop, he finally branches out of the seal character bit by bit and now gets a new uh heel theme for uh for himself and it's just it's marvelous but i, I want to know your opinions on this before we go on to the next stuff all right so yes i i was not on um the second episode and i do apologize to all our fans out there i do apologize for that i had some i had a, a lot of things actually i had to do um and I, I wasn't feeling well as well. He'll be um, on tomorrow. <laughs> but um, other, um, other than that, let's um, let's get to um, Roman Reigns theme. Roman Reigns theme now. Um, on YouTube, they already have it, so you can hear literally the whole thing on YouTube. WWE has put the whole theme out already. Um, so I believe it was a. Uh, I think it was like what last week. I uh no, not last week. Actually, it was like uh, a Monday. Um. I was walking to work and I seen it. It, it popped up like his, his new theme. I forgot the name of it though, but it popped up. So I clicked it literally like when I, like when, right when I heard it, like right when it started, it just, it gave me chills, bro. Like it was like, oh, like, like I, I wasn't like, like I, was, I don't know, I don't know why. I was expecting something different. I was expecting something like more like thuggish. I, I don't know, like, you know, cause he, I don't know, he, he just, I don't know. He he has like a whole new persona, but this this song it goes with him. Like it legit goes with him and how he comes out. Like with Jay Uso, Paul Heyman. Cause like if you think about it, right? If you if you if, if people if you guys heard the theme, like and, and just try to just like listen to it and then picture Roman Reigns coming out, right? Jay Uso just you know hype like yeah. Yeah, and then you got Paul Heyman looking at the championship the way that he always does. And the way he's looking at Roman Reigns, like, yo, that shit, yo, that shit with the song, that is crazy. Yo, 
Oh, bro, I, I I lost it. Like I was legit walking, bro, and I'm over here walking like fucking Roman Reigns. I'm I'm over here thinking like, yo, why not fucking people looking at me right now? Like I'm just walking like the fucking tribal chief right now. Just if I had a championship, I would have been like, <laughs> like this in the middle of the street, like. He would have been like, what, what the fuck is wrong with him? Like, but nah, the song is fucking dope though. I really enjoyed the song. And honestly, talking about it now, like I just want to put it on and listen to it, you know? But like, I was telling the the, the guys at, right after um right before um me and TJ uh began to record, I hit the uh hit everyone up on the group chat right when the theme came on. And I told them, somebody buy a car. Come pick me up, come pick one up, and we're going to New York, Washington Heights, and we're gonna bump that shit ad fucking loud, bro. Like, um, I, I didn't hear a lot of complaints on why this theme didn't debut at Mania when there was a live crowd or anything. And when, when we, when we, uh, sorry. When we were talking about the match and, and the buildup, that was the thing, like, you know, the buildup that they did throughout the whole show of SmackDown, you know, the story that they had going to it. And, you know, now Roman branching out, having this new theme, like this is this is supposed to be title versus career. So it's like, go big or go home. And, you know, they went big with Roman's theme here. And I was just like, I was shocked. I was surprised. I was like, thank you. I'll be, listen, I'll be, I'll be honest, right? Like on SmackDown, like, I noticed he had a new theme. I couldn't really hear it because I, I feel like the crowd was like, like the old, like the audio was just like the audio of the crowd was just overpowering the music. Yeah, so I didn't, I, I didn't really get to hear it clear. But on Monday when I was walking to work and I realized that they put it on YouTube, the whole thing, that's when I heard it. Feel like, like I, I heard how the how the song sound, but I wasn't able to hear it very clear because of the audio um, crowd and stuff. But yeah, go ahead. All right. Well, besides the new theme, you I mean you you put this out there on the group chat, and this is like uh, it's it's big news coming around for like WWE, and that is Daniel Bryan's contract has expired. Mm-hmm. He is now in the aluminum section in WWE. If you look um at WWE.com and you look at the roster, look for Daniel Bryan. He is down there next to Dash Wilder. <laughs> All right, so technically Daniel Bryan is not released, you know. Well, just because your contract is expired doesn't mean you've been officially let go from the company. Okay. He's been put on the alumni list. And, you know, there is is a slight possibility because he did say it in an interview, if he was to sign again with WWE, he would want to work part-time because he wants to be a family man to his daughters. And, you know, I don't blame someone like that. You know, people going around saying that, oh, his contract expired and, you know, he might not sign again everything. If he doesn't, if he doesn't sign, yes, you know, everything, all the speculation of Brian Danielson mm-hmm. going to AEW could be the, the thinking point if he does not resign. But I'm not trying to think that way because there could be a slight possibility that he could take the part-time deal. Yeah. And just be a special attraction. He doesn't have to wrestle all the time. Look, my my thing, right? And like I agree with you, right? And my and I agree with Danny Bryan as well. Like, you feel me? Like he wanna be a dad to his parents. Cause if anybody did not see the Stone Cold Steve Austin A and E, he legit says it right there. When you're doing this business, you don't get to see your family a lot. And that's why that's why he 
like at that time, like like you know, just real quick, like, at that time for Austin, like he didn't he he didn't have a bond with his with his kids. Yeah. He just now started to build a bond with them. Now look at that. Look at the age that he is now. He is now starting to build a bond with his kids. So you know, Dan, Danny Bryan wanted to do part time for people that are complaining about it and stuff like that. Because I'm pretty sure there are people complaining about it. Well, yeah. People, you got to see it like that. You know, you got to see it that you know this guy does not get to see his family as much, and he wants to be able to. He wants to be a part of his kid's life. So you know. And so I mean, and, and even if he goes to AEW, you know, it's. It's basically the the same thing. He doesn't have to wrestle on weekly shows. He can mm-hmm. be a special attraction for like pay per views for people that want to, you know, throw their dream match, wet dreams, into the into the totem pole of AEW matches. Yes, that could be another opportunity. You know, there could be rumors saying that he might go back to New Japan. Who knows at this point? But don't think at like you know at the very moment that. You know, just because his contract is expired does not mean that he's, like, immediately going to AEW. Yeah. It's not that. It's just he's going to have a lot of time to think about what he needs to do with his life and his career. Wherever he goes is where he goes. It's as long as the money's good and the days are good for him. Listen, I don't think – listen. Hey, listen, everybody's going to AEW, man. There's so many other companies, man. Literally, there's so many other companies, bro, that he could, like, work with, bro. Like, literally, bro. Like, I, I get it. Like, I, at this point in his life, it's about, honestly, and I'll be honest, man. At this point in his life, bro, it's about money, bro. Like, what's yeah, going to course. Like, like, leaving WWE, you know, WWE, and WWE gives you a lot of money. Let's be honest. Like, to, well, I mean, to certain wrestlers, like, the main, like, the main, like, those main names, and I, Danny Bryan's one of those name, main names, man. He may not get paid up there like like OD, OD, but he get a good amount. And he's expecting, like, if he's going to leave WWE if he, and go somewhere else, I'm pretty sure he wants, like, either the same or a little more. I mean, I, I, honestly, I don't really think Daniel Bryan cares about the money. I think he just wants to wrestle still. And if WWE is not really going to give him, you know, the opportunity to do a lot of things that he wanted to do, like, mm-hmm. for instance, I mean, we had the match between him and Nakamura, but it wasn't an empty arena match. I kind of want to see that when there's a live crowd. He still has time left. Maybe this is just an angle for now so he could take his break, come back, and whoever's universal champion, he could face them again one last time, and then he could be gone. So WWE has to announce something. They have, they have to announce this officially, honestly. Like, once they announce this officially, like, if it's legit, legit, if it's legit, legit, and they announce it, honestly, we could expect to see like Danny Bryan at any at any pop up at on any show, literally because he he won't have a ninety days clause because he did not get released. They released a teaser for us of uh, Brian Pillman Part One, and you know there was a lot of stuff about Pillman that I really didn't even know. I I didn't know he had more than just one. I thought he had only one kid. I didn't know that he had multiple um wives and everything. Uh his his strength coach was basically like, you know, he was the highlight of the whole show cuz he he talked to everyone like he was a drill sergeant and that was really cool for him to do. Um Austin being on there was yeah. great. Um this, this- uh, well, this, this part right here, but this the the part. Listen, my one of my favorite parts that they spoke about was when he was able to get Eric Bischoff 
to sign to sign those papers, making it think that it was that it was you know it was part of it was a part of, of an act that he was doing, not knowing that it was really for him to jump ship and go to WWF at the time. Yeah, I mean that that was, I was fucking sick, and I was fucking smart at that man, yo. And you know, we got to know more about like you know his life within his kids, his uh. Mm-hmm. The, the the women that he had kids with, um, his second wife, you know, going through a lot with her being stabbed by a, a groundskeeper in Atlanta and then, you know, uh, committing suicide after uh, everything that was going on with Pillman's third wife, who is, you know, still alive to this day. And you, you look uh, again before she looked really fucking high and the after it's just like, what did you do? do to yourself like it, it looked like I mean I don't want to I don't want to give her any shit because you know technically she 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 did a lot of fucked up shit throughout uh the time that they were together and everything that happened between her and the second wife she was a she looked she was a very manipulative and evil person and you know she re- and talking to about it now she regrets everything that happened there and you know she was in the wrong for all and she tried to make it seem like she wasn't in the blame like Woman, you were in the wrong throughout most of that entire scenario with Rochelle, and that was kind of fucked up. When she even said on the phone, it's like, even your own mother says that I would be a better mother than you. Like, that, that's fucked up. To have, like, the second wife's mom tell this girl that on the phone, like, that's fucked up. No, it was like, yo, like, even, like, I was watching it with Nikki or whatever, and, like, it was like, yo, like, like, you know, like, I get it, you know, that she, you know, she's sorry for the stuff that she's done, but, yo, you really fucked up people's lives, yo, like, and some people, man, some people honestly can't forgive, man. Yeah, the, the, the second daughter, um, is really, like, she's never gonna forgive her for that at all. She hates her to death. Yeah, she was, she, she showed that she's never gonna forgive this lady. Like, she don't care about her. She she hopes she fucking, like, die. She was said that she was like, she don't know how she's fucking still alive. Like, yeah. this lady, she's like, she should've been dead years ago. And that's that's Brian Pillman Jr.'s mom, too. Um, So, mm-hmm. um, part two will be next week. But nice. what I found out um right. within this series is that there's more I sent it to you guys a few days ago. There's more to season three than what we're getting right now. Like they're doing this in uh, here's part one of season three. Cause I was watching an interview that the producers of the show did with um, Steven Larson going in raw. And they yeah. even said it like, Oh, we're just giving you part one now. And they just finished wrapping up the other four episodes for, for part two. So the ones that we're getting now is Pillman, The Collision of Korea, Nick Gage, Grizzly Smith, Ultimate Warrior, and Dynamite Kid. Part two will be The Steroid Trial, FMW, which we're going to talk about in a minute, Luna Vachon, The Plane Ride from Hell, Chris Canyon, who better than Canyon? Oh. And XPW. Well, XPW and uh, Supreme, basically. Yeah. Yo, they getting into the shits, yo. So 13 episodes in total for the whole series is 30. Oh, and that tells you how hard they go, bro. They go hard. Like, I respect Dark Side of Ring. Honestly, I like what they do, man. Shout outs to Dark Side of the Ring, man. Shout outs to all you guys out there. Yo, that's that's crazy, man. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that shit. Um hopefully I can try I like to 
Yeah, I like Charlotte Beth because it 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 gives you it gives us fans like we don't know about these people's personal life. You feel me? we don't know. So the fact that we're we're, we're getting that information. You feel me? I think that's fucking dope, man. The people, some of the people deserve, like, you know, we don't have to know, but, you know, it's cool. It's cool that they're able to share these stories and stuff like that. And we're able to, you know, solve solve some shit, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, technically, the, the, the biggest episode I'm really more hyped for is, um, I would actually say the steroid trial, because I want to know more about that. But really, the one that I'm really interested in that I've never heard of was Grizzly Smith, who actually went but oh no there uh there's uh, another person that they're going to talk about also they're uh, a wrestler by the name of johnny k9 who was a jobber in w yeah this is a very unknown thing i believe he was a jobber in wwe and i found out that he was a he was in a satanic biker gang and did all, all this you know crazy shit um in the biker gang and all the other whatnot so yeah i i can't uh wait to see that so like i'm pretty hyped for all that stuff oh i see i see. he was a brawling guy bro yeah he was a real he was a big brawler dude and i i never heard of this guy at all like point like he's another one that was just like this guy is old he's probably been in this company for years and years and years on in yeah. uh, late 70s going on to the 80s so it's it's good to know that like they're 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 going beyond the the reach of just getting all this information from wrestlers that we never heard of before now let's get on to the very last thing before we get on to raw yeah oh okay i'm sending you this clip real quick um really i'm going to you later but what what's up so oh. last night we just we watched blood and guts we're gonna we're gonna sit here and talk about the match and give our ranking before we go on to Raw. So, Twin, you take the floor. Okay, so let's let, let's say this: Pinnacle coming out in all white, beautiful. I loved it. Honestly, I I, I loved that. I, I love how they all came out in sync. And then you have the inner circle coming out in. Well, I believe it was navy blue, right? Like navy, uh, navy blues, uh, navy blue um, prison jumpers. Yo, I, I thought, I thought that was cool. I, I thought that was fucking dope. And I, and you know, it kind of makes sense. You know, they're in a cage. They, they're in a cage. You know, like, like the, the inmates are out. You know, the inmates are out. I don't know what the pinnacle was trying to do. I don't know. You know, with the with the all white. But I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so the match itself was fucking crazy. I'll be honest, yo. If you go on Sammy Guevara's IG and look at his picture, bro, he got a yeah, he got all bruised, bro. Like <coughs> his body and his face look like that boy went through a war, which he did. He was getting flung around. Fucking, he fucked up a couple of times, you know. I mean, everybody fucks up. Nobody's perfect. You feel me? Um, you know, but that definitely just seeing his car. I didn't really see. I don't know if anybody else that fought last night put up pictures on how they how their body looks and stuff. But Sammy Guevara was one of those people I did see, and his body was fucking crazy, bro. Yes, it was. The the, the so the match itself was good. I had a few. I, I had a. I, I want to say three, but I can't remember the third one. 
but it was a few things I was uh, was a little disappointed about. And with that being said, the first one would be how the match ended. Like, I, I wanted to see like a a winner. I wanted to see somebody get pinned or submitted. You know, I wanted to see it end like that. They went a whole different route. They went a route where I was, I'll be honest, I was not expecting it. Like, I knew where they were going when they were on top of the cell. Like, I, I knew where they were going with that. I already knew, yo, they're going to launch, he's going to launch Jericho. Or somebody was going to get launched. Um, I wasn't expecting for them to pull an angle where, you know, he's MJF, oh, I'll, I'll talk to him, I'll talk. And then, you know, he got Sammy Guerrero thinking, you know, giving it a little bit of thought and then saying, you know what, we surrender. And then you see it right there. You see it like when when he's about to surrender, or T, I think you know, Santana was there, like, yo, like he was about to he wanted to stop saying, like, nah, don't do it. And then he said he's like, yo, we surrender, we surrender. That 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 part right there, I was a little upset about. I I um I didn't like I, I really it, it really left a bad taste in my mouth. Um the other one was when MJ when like I feel like I feel like they, they gotta practice more, right? Cause you was able to see Jericho tell MJF, throw me. Literally, that what came out. He said, throw me. I I I I seen it. Like right when the camera changed it, you see the camera was on him for a little bit. Jericho was still down. MJF was like looking around. He he was like he went to grab him, he was like, throw me. I read his lips, that's what he said. Right when he does that, throw me, he threw him. Now I'm expecting him to, you know, like land on, you know, something like kind of hard for me. No, this guy lands on a whole bunch of bags, like you know, bags probably full of stuff, you know, full of like soft stuff or whatever. Uh, he landed on a whole bunch of bags like that. But then the the part that's supposed to be hard, like the the fake steel, it was plastic. No, end up being cardboard. It was cardboard. If you look on the side, it was brown. It was cardboard, bro. If you if you look on the on the side of the thing, it was legit cardboard. I bro, I got upset. Like you put a so you put a fake image of the steel of like the steel ramp or whatever. But then once he falls through it, you can see like legit from the side that it was cardboard. I was upset about that. I was so mad. Like and then and and then you also see Jericho, like you know he's looking, you know, like he's like he's acting like he's you know he's out or whatever, but then he opens one eye, opens one eye to see if like everything is good and close it again. Like, come on, you guys gotta do better, man. I love AEW, man. I I love that company, but you have to do a little better, man. Come on, if when you, the fans are able to see this guy, not even faking. Not even just faking, you know, the fall, just acting like, you know, like, come on, Ada, you got to do better, man. You fucked up fucking, you fucked up in, um, and, uh, the barbed wire. Yeah, you fucked up revolution with the barbed wire death match. And now you fuck, fuck this ending up. You know, like the match itself, we're not saying that the match, well, I'm not saying that the match sucked. I enjoyed the match. The match was fucking fantastic. If you, you know, if you ask me that I enjoyed the match 100%. Ending is what I fucking dislike, and AW just got to work on. You got to work on delivering a better ending, man. And if he can't take the bump, have somebody else take the bump that can fall through a table or something, man. Come on, yo, like 
if Jericho don't don't want to take the bump, man, then don't put don't put no no fucking soft shit there and and a fucking cardboard. Bro, don't, don't do that, man. All right, what do you what do you rate it? Uh which what kind of ratings are we doing? The 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 same thing that we're doing when we do the pay-per-views. Uh who booked the shit bad goods bars go. I I give it I give it a low bars because it was good, but it was literally just that ending, man. So I'll give it a low bars. That that's that's why I go with it, man. Cause I I really enjoyed the match, man. It was literally just that ending. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Yeah. Uh, um, I need to take this off. Where's my beer? Where's my beer? <laughs> I got some. This might go. This might go on Bantu Club because I'm asking them to put this on here because, like, I wanted to make a cameo about this. So, nope. Huh? Cigarette because I got a lot of shit to get off my chest. Hey, go ahead, brother. All right. So here we go. Matt, uh, build up to this whole match from MJF uh, debuting the pinnacle, you know, to them, you know, beating each other up week by week by week by week. Then doing that promo, uh, the go home show before Blood and Guts. It was a really good promo and all that other shit. And it was great. We get to the match. First of all, I loved, I mean, yes, I loved how the pinnacle came out in all white. I mean, all white is supposed to be for the baby faces, but the only reason why they came out in all white is because you knew right then and there, you knew those guys were going to shed color. They were going to crimson. They were going to go all out here. They were going to crimson mask each other. They were not going to blade. They were going to stiff each other. And a lot of people did. We saw Yo. it within the first minute of the match too. And when, I'll talk about that in a minute. So the, yeah, inner circle coming out with uh, prison jumpsuits and there was a huge Easter egg there. So I'm guessing all five of them, because I know Santana and Ortiz have been arrested, all yeah. five of them have been arrested and have been in correctional facilities. Well, technically, I mean, Chris Jericho, yeah, he has been arrested. He has been in lockup dozens of times. Jack Swagger, yeah, because of his arrest with the weed. I didn't know nothing about Sammy Guevara being arrested. So I think it was a nice little touch there that, you know, they, they brought some real life tension. Even if it's in their outfits, they brought real life tension into this whole match because... These guys are coming in. They're going to come in hard. They're going to come in like it's a prison yard fight and there's no there's no holes barred right now. Yeah. When the match starts, I first of all, I liked the whole thing where, you know, they had everyone coming in uh, a minute. There was a three minute gap at the first mark. Mm -hmm. Mind you, there was already color within the first two minutes of the match. And they, they literally started, everyone started exchanging blows. But then when everyone got in, got into the cage and pinnacle on one ring, inner circle on the other ring, they're charging each other. And it's a fucking, it's a noble war. I mean, yes, there were some botches here or there within the match. But let me tell you right now, false advertisement, blood and guts. That was blood, no guts. No lies. They won. There was blood. There was lots and lots of blood, but no guts. That's false advertisement to me. Okay. <laughs> now, let's get on to the negatives on this shit. Number one, the finish. I did not like the fact that they allowed a surrender 
uh, stipulation into the match. It should have just ended via pinfall or submission. I would have mind. I would have not mind the whole submission thing. Mm-hmm. It would have been fine. Just end it there. That way, you know, it would actually feel like it meant something because these guys are beating the living shit out of each other. They're uh, they're in a bloody pulp. So yeah, someone someone has to at least tap out or faint within a submission. Mm-hmm. Sammy Guevara surrendering for his team made not only him super weak, but made the entire faction of the inner circle look weak after that promo that they cut saying that they're not going to stop. They're going to give it all they got. They're going to go to war and all of that just to give us this sort of cop out, bro. Like that yeah. was, that was the one thing that upset me the, the most that it ended like that. Number two. Yes. Ooh. The crash pad. It was very hokey. I think they never should have used the crash pad to begin with. They had four separate squares on the top of the cage. They could have had at least somebody besides Jericho being on top of there fall through the cage, making it feel more impactful and more hell in the cellish, like the, like the Attitude Era and all that stuff. Yeah. They didn't do that. Instead, they pulled an Armageddon 2000, but instead of some hay, there was a plastic crash pad on the center of the stage. Mind you, fucking Cody walked through that shit. And he had to walk very slowly because he knew that was a trap. Thank you. And yes, uh, a lot of people should have said like, oh, Jericho should have went through the top of the cage. And I was like, mind you, Jericho yeah. is 50 years old. Well, and yeah, if, if we knew he was going to do this, then yes, there, there was a possibility that he had to fall through that crash pad. But it should have not been that way because it made the whole it made the match look lackluster in in the end number three what's the other one and this goes with four and five stop (laughs) trying to be like wcw and giving us high profile pay-per-view matches for free because you couldn't Mm -hmm. because you don't have because you feel like you don't have time to put this on a fucking paper this could have been a double or nothing and it would have been fine it would have yeah. been fucking fine. They did this to boost a rating because of because they try to do a publicity stunt. No, another thing. Right. Don't enough with the fucking commercials. I get it when people watch it on fight. That's fair. You have every you have all the 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 you have everything to watch on the fight app. It sucks for us when we have to watch it on live television because we have to see it in picture in picture. There was some there was one time where it went to picture in picture and then it just went straight to commercial. So everything that we missed within those two minutes, we didn't even get a chance to see. Like for instance, them tearing up the ring and all that other shit. Yeah, that was one of them. Yep. So it was just like, you know, there was a lot of problems with this. It was annoying to have to deal with the commercials. It was annoying that this had to be put on free TV. Just to boost the rating. This was just not the best. Tr- it, it was a great match. I love the match. It was everything that I, you know, was expecting. But everything that you did throughout this match was completely and utterly fucking wrong. They went on commercial like five times. They did it three times. Within the 40-minute match, they did it three times. One time it was a regular commercial. The two times they went picture in picture. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it it was just it it was bad on all expectations for us to ha- to actually you know witness that and deal with that because you know we're we're, we're trying you're you're giving us this good match. There should have never been any commercials, point blank. Period. You should have done all your commercials from the very start, then just do this match to make it feel like a pay per view worthy qualifier because we just missed basically almost five minutes 
during commercial time of what was going on. Solid bars. Get to solid bars for me. Okay. Great match, but you, you really have to learn how to book this shit correctly. Stop mm -hmm. trying to go. Stop trying to do your WCW playbooks. Stop trying to do WWE shit. Think of your own stuff. You could have done this on Double or Nothing. We would have been fine with it. All yeah. right. Submitted to the approval of the Ramble Mania show. This is the tale of Lily playing hide and seek and appearing on everyone's segments. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let's get ready to ramble! We officially open up Monday Night Raw with a big-ass drum, uh, drum solo. They announced the return of the Raw Tag Team Champions, AJ Styles and Omos. Let's go, yo. Look, they they looked at fucking beast, bro. Like Omar's definitely with the title, but he don't look bad with the title. I ain't gonna lie. He look, I'm looking at it right now, like literally right now. And my boy Omar so like a fucking beast, bro. Like so they come out, they cut a promo, they talk about if, if you missed night one of WrestleMania, you would have saw that me and Omos became the Raw Tag Team Champions. And it was Omos's Wrestle WWE slash WrestleMania in-ring debut, just like Fandango at Mania 29. So, you know, they're 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 excited. They talk about what happened at, at WrestleMania because they're, they're going to be doing a WrestleMania rematch after the promo with the New Day for the Raw Tag Team Championships. And AJ basically asked the WWE Universe, the virtual WWE Universe, the question, did we miss them? And to be honest, I did because Raw was shitty for the past three weeks without you guys. And you know, Raw is not technically phenomenal if you don't have AJ Styles on there. Because AJ Styles can put on an amazing showcasing, whether it's promos or matches. The AJ Styles should just be the whole fucking show, okay? Like AJ Styles, he's one, he's entertaining. He's very like he can He's one of those people that he could talk, even though he has a, a hard fucking accent. <laughs> and I mean a hard one. Like, his accent is hard. He can talk very well on the mic. Like, he could talk very good. And honestly, like, he's a phenomenal wrestler, bro. He's legit one of the best in the world. Like, AJ Styles is legit one of the best in the world. So, he has it all. He can talk very well. He can wrestle very well. You know? So they continue to talk about why they were gone for the past three weeks or a month. They were talking about that they were on vacation, soaking it up, celebrating. They were partying, uh, getting a suntan and a sunburn. And, you know, not Omas. Omar, you know, Omar needs to shave. You know? Well, they, they, AJ Styles said it for, for on both of their behalf. So they were having they were basically having the, the time of their lives and stuff. And, you know, they talk about how Omas, you know, uh, Made, made a statement at WrestleMania and he's going to make a statement again here tonight. Now we have the New Day coming out and, you know, work shoots within the first 10 seconds. AJ Styles gets at Kofi about how Kofi basically almost looks like AJ with the with the tights and the hoodie and all that shit. Xavier Woods is like, wow, what a way to make an impact. <laughs> oh, yeah, and, they, and, they, and AJ talks about, you know, and while while they were talking about how they were uh, before they were on vacation, instead of us, you know, being on Monday Night Raw throwing rotten tomatoes at you know tag teams, they were on vacation. So now uh, the new days start to talk. They talk about you know how they're going to become twelve-time tag team champions, and then Kofi Kingston, you know, 
getting passionate on the mic, talking about how, like, you know, they, they were daring young. There were no days off when they were tag team champions. They would show up on the next show. They would put the tag team belts on the line. They were fighting champions. And he, they, he even brings up his whole history with, with him being WWE champion and all that other stuff. So it, it was it was a really, really, really good promo for Kofi to cut. But it was just like, is Vince really trying to make you say this, shit, you know, week after week after week, if it comes down to you guys, you know, fighting and never giving up after that because that it's becoming very cliche right now mm-hmm. so, yeah so omar says this stuff we cut to commercial and you know we 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 have the the rematch for the raw tags and championships so you uh what was your thoughts on this match honestly the match is all pretty good um i like I, and i'll be honest man Omar's a big guy. He can move, man. Okay, I I I believe we said this. I I, I want to say like the um for WrestleMania and stuff. This man can move. Like you say, you see people like Great Khali. Like he's not as big as the Great Khali. Great Khali is probably the tallest wrestler WWE has had, I think. No, um, it's Andre the Giant or Giant Gonzalez. Oh, okay. So one of them, but. Even for a big guy, just for this guy alone, for a big guy like him, he moves very, very well. So just to like, just to see, just to see him do, you know, it's not a lot, and I appreciate that. Like, let's let's be honest about that. I appreciate that Omos does not do a lot. You know, he he's a big man. He he doesn't have to do a lot, and they don't make him do a lot. So I do appreciate that. Um, with this. And in this match, honestly, like we get to see AJ Styles and Kofi Kingston go at it. Two of two of like WWE most 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 athletic, you know, wrestlers like Kofi Kingston. He can do pretty much like you know anything if he wants to, and AJ Styles could do the same. Um, but this match, this match, is pretty good, man. The, um, seeing both tag teams like go at it, like, well, was good. But honestly, I feel like I feel like I can take maybe. I want to say like two more matches. I can take two more ma- two more. I feel like two more weeks of this this team going at it, and then honestly, it's like yo, let's move on. You know, yeah. Let's 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 who who else you got for um for this? Cause who who else you got for AJ and Omos? Cause you know it's been cool them um you know going against New Day, but if they're gonna keep on beating New Day, um I feel that. You know, just end the rivalry and let's move on. Let's see what other rivalries we can get. But the match itself was, was good. It was, you know, they they had a few spots here and there. But I believe AJ and Omos wins, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, this was a this was a a good match. Again, you know, Omos being limited with what he could do, that's fine. Yeah. He's not fully trained yet to you know take a bump or any of that other stuff. So he, he he did pretty good here, you know, for, for his Monday Night Raw in ring debut. Oh yeah. You know? Um I agree, man. I mean th- this this match it was a it was a really good opener. Uh mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it was a WrestleMania rematch because I don't like I don't think we're gonna be seeing this at redacted backlash. So <laughs> I figured this was just something for them to give us for the time being. Something uh something after giving us, you know, three weeks worth of bullshit. So it's good to change it up a bit. 
but also it's like, you know, New Day needs to stop going after the tag team belts. Now other teams need to go after it. And I feel like it, it's either going to be close to like the Viking Raiders or Rated RK Bro if they still continue that whole tag team shtick. Yeah, so AJ Styles wins with the phenomenal form, pinning Xavier Woods. Great match, great opener. Um, we go backstage to Sonya Deville and Adam Pierce. You know, they t- uh, they basically talk about how, you know, Sonya Deville is, you know, abusing her power after last week, bringing Charlotte back, reinstating her, lifting the suspension and the $100,000 fine. So Adam Pierce is, you know, starting to feel pretty sus about Sonya Deville here, you know, getting, uh, abusing her authority, you know, doing everything she can to, you know, get her way behind Adam Pierce. So I, 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 this is, this is, uh, it's looking to be pretty interesting. I'm just hoping that there's going to be some sort of payoff to this. It is her doing that shit again, him being sick and tired of her shit. And then once Alexa Bliss starts her shit, he going to be, you know what? Yeah. You don't want to listen to me. You don't want to tell me stuff. All right. Alexa. God, <laughs> it's gonna be more Lily because Lily's the one playing the mind game. But it's gonna be really interesting, man. It's gonna be this only because we're not we're, like what. First of all, what the fuck is the fiend? That's okay. That that's a question. That's a question we're not even going to get into. But I just want people to just realize, okay, where the fiend has disappeared. We have seen him. He said he's planning something. You know, he got to make new friends and shit like that. So he's planning something. But for right now, we have Alexa Bliss and Lily, you know, doing the whole whole Bray Wyatt and The Fiend stick right now. We got a promo package. And of all fucking people, of all the fucking people in the world, why the fuck did it have to be fucking Eva Marie? Like, just why? Just fucking why, bro? Listen. Listen, it's like I told you earlier, man. She was a shitty wrestler when she first started. Right? She was shitty as hell. But like I said, we don't know if she's been practicing wrestling. I know for sure that she's been... She's been doing like inspirational stuff. She has gotten an amazing shape, you know, but it's like to what you said earlier, even though you are in amazing shape, that doesn't mean that you are good in the ring. Yes. Even even if you got into great shape and if you got back into, if you got back into fitness, it's still not going to make you a fucking great performer because you sucked before. And even if you come back to me, you're still going to fucking suck because I, until until she proves you wrong. Even if she does prove me wrong, like I'm, she's practically the out of every woman in out of every female person on the WWE roster. I can respect everyone that's on the roster right now. Wait, oh, but even Marie. Wait, so Lana is better than even Marie? Too? Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because she actually, she actually stuck around and continued. She could have left with her fucking husband, but no, she stuck around. You're right. You're right. You're right about that. Again, bro, it's just like, you know, 
even if even Marie does all this fucking training, does all all this shit to come back just to you know get a get a good rub and all that, shit, it's still not gonna mean anything to me because I don't care about your first run. Even if when you do come back, I'm never gonna respect you. I'm never gonna give you any props. My, my thing, the most thing that I'm more disappointed about, and I'll be honest, is that you let go Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, the Iconics, somebody that you guys put over, that you guys believed in. They were tag team champions for a little <laughs> bit. They, they, I, and I believe that their reign as tag team champion was fucking dope. They were funny. They were entertaining as fuck. And they did pretty well in the ring. But you release them to and then bring in Eva Marie. I, I that's what I'm upset about. I'm gonna wait. I'm going to wait until she debuts in the ring and show me what she can do. Until then, I will give her, you know, congratulations, you're back. But now prove us. Prove us different. Show us that you you've been that 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 you improved in your wrestling. Yeah, you you look amazing. You look amazing. You're in amazing shape. You feel me? But are you a great? Are you a better performer? That is the question. Are you a better performer? That's it. So we come backstage. <laughs> Kayla is about to interview MVP. Again, yeah. like this, this guy's been like on on every fucking segment of Monday Night Raw. He's a he's a listen. He's a hardworking man. WWE MVP and Bobby Lashley, you know, they talk about their uh, uh, Bobby Lashley's match with Braun Strowman tonight, and you know, they 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 say the same old song and dance. You know, Braun Strowman is not going to walk out of here tonight alive. He's not going to make it to WrestleMania Backlash. The same goes for Drew because he faces Drew next week. The go home show before uh redacted backlash. So yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I think it was just you know something for them to, to 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 throw for the time being because they 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 had nothing else better out there because you know the next segment after that we, we cut back to the new day backstage being passed oh out by a WWE trainer and they they move the camera to another direction. They see Elias and uh, Jackson Riker with uh, with a basket of tomatoes, and they're gonna get revenge on the New Day because they threw rotten tomatoes at them last week before their six man tag team match. Yeah. So three tomatoes are thrown. They stop. They go to the other side of the segment, and right when you fucking see them going towards Orton. There's a fucking door that's open in the fucking end of the hallway and you can see you can see a wild Matt Riddle peeking out of the door and then going back like, "Oh shit, I'm not supposed to do that." Oh my god. Yo. Yo, you know it's funny. I just seen it right now. I like yo, it shows it real quick like you see like a long hair like <laughs> Yeah, you get a quick glimpse of him. <laughs> then you see Randy Orton covered in tomatoes, all pissed off. And then Matt Riddle just scoots by like, hey, Randy. <laughs> and then this is it. The next match we have is Charlotte Flair yep. going one-on-one -on -one with Dana Brooke being accompanied to the ring by Rose looking uh, dressed in 
all black latex like dominatrix skin suit just looked sexy as hell but um dana brooks is gonna have a match with her former protege and yo i didn't even realize that yeah you know when, when we um last week's match when charlotte flair went up against mandy it was it was basically a squash like literally just a, a legit squash between those two now with this match this match was actually uh actually longer than the match last week it was actually it, it was 10 if, minutes long if you think about it you answered your own question though because the reason the re and the reason this match kind of lasted long dana book dana book knows charlotte she was her protege at one point so you would expect the match to last just a, just a little longer you know a little longer than you know the mandy rose and you know and i mean but i i just i sometimes just don't see i mean i i i love dana brooks she's she's a great competitor she's improved ever since she's debuted yeah. in the main roster she has improved but at oh, the yeah. same time it's like dana brooke doesn't really like you know fit in with like long matches like again this match was like 10 12 minutes i don't think it should have been that long at least for someone like dana brooke but they gave her all the time that she needed here and this again pretty good match like dana brooke you know putting on a a, a good uh good showcasing here carrying charlotte you know getting her over making charlotte look like the heel that she is because it's charlotte yeah but um but yeah yeah the the match was good for what it was, a good length. Uh, the match ends with a figure eight. And, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, because, wait, wait, because first, before that, you missed this part, before that, Mandy Rose attacked Charlotte, and then that, that forces Sonya Deville to come out and restart the match, and then... No, th that was, la that was, that didn't happen. There was no Oh, no, 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 oh, no, because they... they <coughs> <laughs> we're not watching the video i'm watching right now is like cutting scenes that's what that's what it was it was um yeah you're right charlotte wins but then mandy rose comes in and then kicks her in the uh, yeah yeah so you know they cut back to commercial we have sonia deville and charlotte flair in the ring now and this promo was just again uh charlotte flair being charlotte flair it's just She's entitled to be in the match with Asuka and Rhea Ripley. You know, she's basically telling Sonya Deville to do the right thing here, give her the opportunity to, to, to participate since she didn't participate at Mania. You know, she deserves the right to be in this match and everything else. And, you know, be fair to Flair. It's just, oh my God, it's, it's annoying and cringy knowing that this is what they're gonna make Charlotte do every fucking week. Like, yes, yeah, she is. She is basically the female ultimate opportunist. Not only is she the opportunist, she is basically like proclaiming herself as the opportunity. Even if like she was champion or not, facing Charlotte Flair is the opportunity of a lifetime for her. Okay, so Sonya Deville abusing her power again makes the match official becomes a triple threat between rhea ripley oscar charlotte flair rhea ripley comes out like she's not having this shit like we're not gonna do this all this other stuff oscar comes out after says this is all bull crap but she doesn't care what the outcome is because nobody is going to beat oscar that is that in the third 
Um, Rhea Ripley now gets really close to Sonya Deville. Now gets in her face, you know, and then Charlotte runs in with an uh with a forearm to the back. Rhea Ripley, too, a hard one. Yeah, Rhea Ripley just basically goes right out of the ring, and then Asuka comes in and hits Charlotte in the back, and Charlotte now rolls out of the ring to end the promo there with Charlotte standing tall, and now the match is official, a triple threat for the Raw Women's Championship, just like the men are competing for the WWE Championship in a triple threat. Oh. Speaking speaking of Humberto, he, he's being interviewed backstage now by Kayla. You know, they show the footage of him getting beat up last week by Sheamus uh, multiple times throughout the open challenges and shit. And, you know, he, 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 he starts talking from the heart about how, you know, he, he's not afraid of Sheamus. He's going to uh, ex- go after the U.S. championship again for Sheamus to now run in and beat up Humberto Carrillo backstage, just like stiff arming the shit out of him and then throwing him to uh, to some like crates uh, in the area mm-hmm. and just leaving them there like, you know, just beat up all bruised and shit. So it looks like Humberto Carrillo won't be getting that open challenge against Sheamus to, uh, on Raw. Doesn't look like it, right? I guess no open challenge tonight, I guess. Then we cut to the Miz and... Uh, well, before before we get to the Miz, we... Because they do the entrances. They cut backstage now with Sonya Deville walking back from Gorilla. Adam Pierce is now fucking livid. He's just seeing red right now since Sonya Deville's wearing red. He's yeah, outraged due to the fact that Sonya Deville made that match official and, you know, again, abusing her authority and every other shit. And, you know, Sonya Deville coming up with those excuses of how, like, oh, I text you that I was going to make this match official. It's just there's no service here and all that stuff. During that whole promo, you could clear... In the background, you could clearly see a wild lily watching and just watching throughout that whole promo, just staying there, looking all creepy in the background while Sonya Deville is having a, a, a bickering contest with Adam Pierce. No, that was crazy. I'll be honest. I did not see that shit at all. I didn't see it at all until you brought it up. Like, honestly, like, I'm watching it right now, too. Like, as, like I'm watching, I'm watching <coughs> everything we're talking about. I'm literally talking about right now. Yeah, I, watch- I, I didn't notice it either. I found out, like, um, I think the day after all, I found out that they have pictures already up. Yeah, I, I honestly I haven't even came across the pictures online, so it, it it it's fucking amazing. Like, yeah, we don't have Bray Wyatt, and we don't have like the Fiend and all that. We don't have the Funhouse. Like, we had it the last time we had it. What was like a few weeks ago? Yeah, it was it was the the Raw after Mania. That was the only time we got uh-huh. to see uh, the Firefly Funhouse. Then after that, no more. Yep. So it's you know it's cool to see that now as of just for now. That Alexa Bliss, Alexa Bliss and Lily is taking that role of her puppet, just appearing, appearing places, and I feel like it's I like I know you're saying like we got you want to wait, but I feel like she's going against Sony. I feel like she has something against Sony's bill. Well, I mean, you know, when we talk about the the Playhouse later, there's a possibility like. Like I said, like it, it could be Sonya because they they've been putting some teasers and you know spoilers out there, but that could also be a red herring. It could be someone else. Like who knows? People are saying it could be Rhea. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, we just we just don't know until we see for ourselves. All right, now we go back to the ring. We have Sorry. the Miz and Morrison. Uh, John Morrison is going to be facing Damian Priest one on one. The Miz gets on the mic, cuts the same fucking promo as always. You know how he's this big reality TV star. You know, talks about his movie career, all of his accolades and whatnot. From, from WrestleMania to two-time WWE champion, like all the time. It's just like, again, you've been saying that every fucking time. It's like, can you think of something different to say? And throughout that whole time that Miz is talking, John Morrison is trying to, you know, get in the conversation, you know, they, uh, you know, being disrespected and, you know, how the Miz being treated and everything else, you know, because of last week with the Rotten Tomatoes and everything. John Morrison is like, what about me? What about John Morrison? And then Miz just keeps going on talking about himself. Listen, and, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead, and then I'll continue. All right. my now, I enjoy this segment. I I enjoy like the you know, cause honestly, let's be honest, the Miz is the only wrestler to complete Grand Slam champion or with all <coughs> questionable. He's legit. Like so, me, I don't mind him talking about it. It is getting a little annoying. But I don't mind it for now. I don't mind it because it's an accolade that nobody else has. Legit. Like, it's an accolade nobody else has. So talk about it as much as you want, but don't do it too many times. Um, that I enjoy, but definitely. And I seen, I think I seen it last. I think it started last week where I seen it, where the Miz was doing the promo and then Morrison was saying some stuff. And then, and then like, Miz was just straight up ignoring it. Like, yeah. And, and went and kept on going like this is going to be the end this is going to this is the starting of the end of the Miz and Morrison this so, is it. yeah this is this is gonna this is uh this is gonna this be is the it. the end of the dirt sheet part two but ex, except this time um I think the first time when when they did the draft and yeah. they split them up I think the- Miz was the one that turned heel mm-hmm. so Morrison has to do it yeah, I, I would say Morrison, Morrison but I, I don't think they're Morrison. They're gonna they're gonna make the Miz do it again, just so now yeah. they can finally do this storyline since we couldn't get it the last time because of the draft and shit. All right, mm-hmm. so um, yeah, again, this uh, this there's some dissension going on there. John Morrison needs to face Seth Rollins because what the hell, Johnny Moist Drip Drip. He has drip drip on the side of his hair. He has drip drip on the top of his glasses. It's just, it's, uh, it's so. Johnny drip drip. Yeah, no lie. It's so bro. it's so John Morrison because it's John Morrison. He he can have many, many names and he could get them over, but it's just like WWE makes him feel like he's going through this midlife crisis and shit. And yeah. now. We, we get the match. Damian Priest, again, we talked about, uh, we, we just said that Damian Priest has, like, pyro, but we didn't go into full detail on the pyro. Damian Priest, you know, has updated his entrance and everything. When he shoots the arrow, fire comes up, looks yep. awesome, and, you know, fire around the, uh, the virtual Thunderdome screens and the LED of Damian Priest there is just so, it's so illuminating, but it's awesome to see that. And then we have the match. What were your thoughts on this match? Right before the match, 
Let me just say about the, about the entrance real quick. Yo, no lie. When he be in the ring, when he be doing that, dun, 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 like, yo, he go, I, I be doing that exact same shit. Yeah. I love that shit. Like, I, that shit I love. But the match, all right. So, who we had? It was Morrison versus um, Damian Priest. Um, so yeah, the match is pretty good, honestly. Honestly, though, yo, Morrison, Morrison still got it, man. Like, Morrison is just, he's like, you know, he's very, like, I'm, I'm like, I'm looking at it. Yo, Spanish fly? Uh, a Spanish fly, bro. On a big guy like Damian Priest, bro. Come on, bro. Like, yo, that, that tells you right there, bro. Like, yo, Mor- bro, Morrison still got it. I feel like Morrison is one of those people that should that should have a championship around his waist already. He should have at least, at least, what, what what's the title on, on what, what? U.S. The U.S.? He yeah. should at least have that. He should at least have that around his waist. He's very athletic. And honestly, he just, like, he does okay on the mic. He's not like the Miz on the mic, but he does okay. Um, but the match itself was pretty good. Um, and then we get we get um Damian Priest hitting his finisher. And- yeah, hit the, he he hits the lights on John Morrison. One, two, three. The match is over. Damian Priest with another win. And this is my this is my thoughts on this. And I'm, I mean, and I agree with you know some wrestling YouTubers who you know talked about this match like Russell Talk because I watched the reviews like every every day and i love russell talk for doing this and i think they were right about this this rivalry has been going on since the royal rumble we are in may can we move the fuck on already it's like literally there's no there's no star buildup going on for damian priest because i mean yes when when they were doing this rivalry buildup for mania yes they, they needed to make damian Priest looked like this huge deal, you know, for, for Bad Bunny to get his training. They had him face, you know, uh, uh, Elias. They had him face, you know, Riker. They had him face, you know, a bunch of people, you know, in singles matches to make him look good. That was good for, for all of it. But there was one problem with Damian Priest. He was just basically a bodyguard for Bad Bunny, and it just overshadowed his huge WrestleMania moment, which he rightfully deserved here. And I'm proud that he actually got to debut at WrestleMania. And, you know, have his moment. But, again, there was just one big problem with that Mania match. It was really – the Morrison was overshadowed, but Damian Priest was completely overshadowed because everyone's focus was, you know, 25% The Miz, 75% Bad Bunny. Big facts. I agree, okay. I agree with you there. So, and, again – you know, after all that, I, we, we thought that, you know, Damian Priest would move on to bigger and better things. You know, like, you know, maybe maybe get a maybe get a quick rub for uh, for U.S. Uh, championship contendership, you know, all that other shit. But no, it's just we're continuing this rivalry. And I am hopefully at Redacted Backlash, they do the one on one between Miz and Damian Priest. They end it there and Priest just moves the fuck on. He needs more bodies to face it i like i'm not sick and tired of this angle this angle is good but it's been going on way too long way too fucking long and we need to move on from this the match itself was was great though john morrison he's a he's a great wrestler a, a great you know acrobat he's good with lucha libre too 
And I feel yeah. like, you know, after he splits with Miz, I want him to get some of the other guys on Raw over. Like, give them some good matches. Like, for instance, I don't want to – I'm tired of – I know I, we don't watch main event, but I'm tired of hearing about Ali and Ricochet main eventing the main event show when they could be having good matches with John Morrison – and John Morrison could carry them. So, like, a good 15-minute, 20-minute match. I don't even care if they put it in, like, on a pre-show at Redacted Backlash. Yeah. They would They John Morrison has to do something after The Miz leaves him. And I'm hoping after this, it just it, – it, The Miz moves on for to do something, and they give Morrison something else to do. Listen, this is how it's going to go, right? This is the job going to go. When, when they spit up, that shit, everybody's going to – the end of that rivalry – Everybody's gonna split up to do well. The only people that are gonna be at it now is gonna be now Morrison and the Miz. They're gonna be at it mm-hmm. after, after this rivalry ends with Damian Grief. This is gonna be the start of Miz and Morrison going to face each other. Then we're gonna get them, we're gonna get that rivalry next. So we go backstage now to Adam Pierce in his office, and a wild debuting Mansoor appears, mm-hmm. signs his contract. And he is now an official active member of the Monday Night Raw roster. Sheamus comes in and he, he, he introduces himself to Mansoor. You know, he makes all his jokes. He says all this stuff about him. And, you know, he offers him a, a match against him to, to see how good he is on his debut. And you know what? I'm 100% go with this because I really like Mansoor. I like his work, he was. I think he was the out of everyone that they signed in Saudi Arabia, he was the most improved and star attractive yeah. member on the WWE roster that they ever signed. Yeah, and he has the charisma, he like he, he looks like he's ready for television. And you know, when they put him on Raw here, it, they did this promo, he looked you know confident, he didn't look cocky, he looked ready to compete especially with someone like Sheamus because hold on man you're going against uh, uh a champion in Sheamus of all people like yeah welcome to welcome to Monday Night Raw man <laughs> can't wait to see what you do in that match well he said it you know I told you things things will get crazy over here he said, you weren't lying that was quick <laughs> all right so more backstage Shit with Kayla. She's now talking to MVP again. Bro, that's like what the third time or second? This is the third time that MVPs appeared. And, you know, MVP just does MVP things. Like he 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 talks about the almighty Bobby Lashley, talks about Braun Strowman, about how he's not gonna survive, and he talks about how Drew McIntyre is not gonna survive at redacted backlash, and Bobby Lashley will become the almighty WWE champion still. You know, MVP, you know, I'm happy that he's getting all this airtime, you know, making Bobby Lashley this huge star. It's it's good for MVP because it's 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 boosting up his value and it's also boosting up Lashley's value. The fact that they're getting all this airtime and they're getting MVP all this free reign to talk and build up this this match coming up later in the main event and then the uh the pay-per-view match. It's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant here. <sighs> All right, so real quick, right? Forgot, right? Think about this. Think about this. 
what's gonna happen if Bobby Lashley holds the title all the way to Survivor Series and we get Roman Reigns versus, right, versus Bobby Lashley, right? But then in a in a in a who can talk better battle, MVP versus Paul Heyman. That's gonna be a good. Not not only the fight between Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley is gonna be good. The talking between their two people that that you know that talks for them sometimes. Cause Roman could talk for himself. Bobby Lashley could talk for himself as well. But when these two talk, oh, they talk. I believe that and, they, if they ever did a um, if they ever did a Survivor Series match between the Almighty WWE Champion and the Universal Tribal Chief. Mm-hmm. Don't even have the champions at the contract signing. Have Paul Heyman and MVP at the contract signing. Have them sign for their advocates, their counsels, you know, their champions. Let them talk for a little bit. Yes, because you know what? Paul Heyman doesn't have to assault MVP physically. He could assault him verbally the same way that MVP could assault Paul Heyman verbally. Mm-hmm. We come back and a match is already taking place. Between the Lucha House Party and Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Yep. Um, My, oh, my, oh, my, oh, my. I did not think that they were actually going to do what they did after the match. Give give your thoughts on this match, and then I'll talk about what happened after. Honestly, I'll be honest. The match match was pretty solid, yo. There there was some spots. There was a spot um, where... Shelton Benjamin um flipped Grand Mantelli very high in the air. That that was that was pretty cool. Um I also like I also enjoyed like Cedric's like his his um he's very he's very very aggressive now. Yes. He's like very he's like, he's, he's like he's like um what MVP said. He's like a pit he's like a little pit bull. He's yeah. like a little young, he's like he's like a little young. When we show I I I legit enjoy it. They, like the match was good. I don't know where I'm trying to see right now where they went wrong. That 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 they lost the match because honestly, like I'm looking at it now, like pieces by pieces, but they were doing pretty well. But you know, um, and like honestly, like the match was good, man. It wasn't even bad, man. It was. Like honestly, if you was to rate it, bro, like you rated like one to five, bro, like I'll give it. Like honestly, I'll give it a, I'll give it a four. I, I didn't see, I didn't quite see like what happened, but I feel that, um, Shelton Benjamin just, um, you know, he just Shelton Benjamin guess, ate the pin. You know, just, Grand Metal League was on the top rope. Yeah, did his little walking on the ropes, springboard elbow. One, two, three. Now. Ever since, ever since they lost, and that you just said it right there, they made a mis- they, they made a mistake here. I don't know if you're talking about the match or if you're talking about Shelton and Cedric, but you're probably right about one thing. Yeah, the biggest mistake was you had them lose the Raw Tag Team Championships a week after Bobby Lashley wins the WWE title. Then. The following, uh, what is it? They 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 try their best to take out Drew, and then the following week they fire them. They're mm-hmm. not they're not on the card. Last last time we saw them was uh, 
WrestleMania SmackDown where they did the, the armbar battle royal and they were there. They weren't at Mania. And then after Mania, week one, they lose to the return of the Viking Raiders in a great match. Week two, they yeah. lose in a rematch against the Viking Raiders in an even better match. Mm-hmm. Last week, they lost to rated R- they lost to the debut of rated RK Bro in a great match. Match of the night, hands down. And now this week, you lose to the Lucha House Party. Well, I was disappointed, man, with that, man. Um, I do believe that within those four weeks that they wrestled three tag teams, Shelton was the one that was eating all of the pins. And that's, and, that, and that's why we had this whole thing with Cedric getting on the mic after Lucha House Party got uh, their victory. He went ham, too. I ain't gonna lie. He went ham. He went ham, but there was... Uh, there was uh, it kind of bothered me the way he cut that promo because I feel like he was partying uh, like maybe that Sunday night before Raw and he was partying way too hard and... and Sounded like he lost his voice there because he sounded very raspy, very like he sounded very echoey too. And it's like this is not the Cedric that I used to hear in Ring of Honor when he talked. And I was like, yeah, th- this is the one time that Cedric has actually, you know, gotten. I mean, gotten very passionate and gotten very real with yeah. with Shelton. You know how about um. They uh, originally, Shelton says, like, well, Cedric says to Shelton, we were never the weak link. You were. The reason why we were kicked out of the Hurt Business is because of you. And he basically should have listened to MVP from the start, that he should have stuck with the Hurt Business and everything else. And, you know, week after week after week, they kept losing. And, you know, Cedric Alexander is right. You know, Shelton is basically, you know, not there with you know when it not focused anymore and Cedric is in the prime of his life well just like I'm in the prime of my life <laughs> and you know and he said just like the hurt business I'm done with you drops the mic walks out and that is the end of the tag team of Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin and I was very upset with this because I did not want this to end. I thought this would have been something good for them. Maybe another tag team championship run if that was the case. But yeah, it just couldn't be. I mean, the the match with the Lucha House Party was a. Eh, I mean, it was there because again, they right when they come back from commercial, it just the match was already taking place. So I think we missed like what four minutes of the match. About yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I, I couldn't care less, but I, I'm just really upset that this team had to end. So, we cut backstage now to Angel Garza coming out of an elevator. Um, I think he's about to wrestle when a, a, a wild Drew Gulak appears, just standing there by the elevator. Angel Garza's holding on to a rose, and Drew is like, is that rose for me? Because if it is, like, I, I will take it off your hands if you want. But then, you know, Drew Gulak out of nowhere is like, who died and told you you could make matches on Monday Night Raw? So he just he just issues a challenge to Angel Garza. 
in a one-on-one -on -one match. He got it like that, bro. He's Gavin Gulak. And he says when he wins, I'm gonna take that rose and and keep it for myself. But Angel Garza says when I win, I'm gonna take this rose. And you know, I'm I'm gonna say it the way he said it. And take this rose and shove it up your ass. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? Hey, man, ass is to the ass, bro. <laughs> well, that's how he said it. It's how he said it. I mean, yeah. He, well, I know that's what I'm saying. I'm saying he. I'm saying he. He added a whole bunch of fucking s's, unnecessary s's. <laughs> uh, so man, I, I enjoyed it. It, it was, it was good to see Angel Garza back because he's very talented, man, and it looks like he's been practicing his English too. I think it's good to see, you know, Drew Gulak doing something other than chasing the 24-7 championship, which we haven't even seen rarely on Monday Night Raw. Oh, yo, bro, we haven't seen Bray Wyatt in a while. We haven't seen the 24-7 championship. It's like, are they are they exchanging the championship on Raw Talk now? Like, what the fuck is going on here? No, who is it? The last champion? R-Truth. It's still R-Truth. Yeah, when Bad Bunny gave him the title back. Yep. And then I thought there was, there was there was nothing. All right, so we, we we cut backstage again with Kayla, who's just all over the place now. Yeah, Kayla I'm... is interviewing Shelton Benjamin. He's down in the dumps after, you know, finding out that his old tag team partner is splitting up to go do his own thing. And, you know, Shelton Benjamin cuts, you know, really, uh, really good, passionate promo here. And you know what? I, I forget how good... Shelton used to be on the microphone, and a lot of people used to say that Shelton was really not that good as a talker. I'm like, maybe when he when he went solo after you know the world's greatest tag team and team angle, but I think after the whole thing with you know the whole gimmick with his mama and the intercontinental championship run, he actually improved on his talking. Yeah, I feel like it's just with me, like it's just the way he sounds, like he just you know, he's like, he has just like a, 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 a weird voice. I don't know. It's not, it's not OD weird, but it just, I don't know. It don't fit his, I don't feel like his voice fit his, how he looked. He has a really deep voice. Yeah. I think his voice fits him. Like you're, you're probably confusing him with Bobby Lashley or Brock Lesnar because they have chunk monk little child voices with brolic ass bodies. <laughs> hey, hey man. <laughs> so, all right, bro. So, yeah. so this was basically a a a a a wild match appeared from out of nowhere. This is this was basically a um a battle for the ages here. Angel Garza faces off against Drew Gulak. And all I could think to myself was like fucking. Game Boy, Pokemon, red or blue or green, maybe yellow, and then -da 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 -da, and then these two guys are battling each other. <laughs> it's just it's so weird. So yeah, what well, well, what were your thoughts on this match? Um, the match wasn't that long, honestly. So like it was it was like it was very to the it was I feel like it was very to the point. It was majority of the match was straight up Angel Garza on top, like you know him um. Uh, you know him pretty much taking advantage. Um, I feel like Gabriel was just there, so you know, just just take just take the the bump from him for him. Um, but the ending, yeah, the ending of that match was fucking nuts. Okay, fucking yeah, you wanna yeah, you want this rose? Yeah, that what uh, you want? Okay, 
put it right in your ass. So, right so basically, um, like, so yeah, the match starts. The match starts off with Angel Garza ripping off the pantalones and just fucking throws it at guy with gulag and the assault caught it, like, oh, but <laughs> he caught it but he caught it he, he caught a kick right after that and you know the mainly like yeah gulag got some offense here which was pretty good but i i feel as if like you know they they need to do a lot more with with not just gulag with both of these guys so i'm hoping like they give us with the angle that they had before the match and then this match i hope they give us another match at like the pre-show for redacted backlash yeah, because this was a this was an okay match. Yeah, and you know the, the it 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 led up with the continuity of what Garza said at the end of the promo, and you know he was a man of his word, and you know he beat Gulak, and he basically you know grabbed the rose that I don't know if he was supposed to give that to Nia Jax or anyone because we didn't see him with Nia Jax this week giving flowers away. So he takes the rose, sure. he lifts up Gulak's tights, and he doesn't shove it up his he ass or in his ass. He does it. He, puts he it just in. he just like shoves it right like right there in between the cheeks. Okay, every rose has its thorns, so you're gonna feel the thorns between your ass cheeks and everything else. You and know. That, so, <laughs> then Danny, that you, but you didn't see it though. He gave him a fucking kick to it. Yo, yeah. Oh yeah, he he uh, he gave him a penalty kick right to the ass, which yeah. you know made it made it look even worse. So you know, good move for Angel Garza. It was and, like, it was like okay, it was like it, it was honestly it was a it was a good it was a good match, and the ending was pretty fucking cool. It was saying different. I never seen such like that. Yes, yeah, so it, it was it was it was probably this was probably the most original thing that they did on Monday Night Raw. I mean besides, you know, Mansoor debuting and you yeah. know his match later on, um this was probably the most original thing that they've done, you know, two guys that are not being used weekly on television escaping catering prison to be put in this match because there's nothing to do right now. Yeah. All right. It was, it so was more backstage shit. Except this time, it's Riddle scooping around backstage, just having the time of his life when he runs into the Viking Raiders. Now, I did not know because, I mean, I do watch the NFL, but I did not know that the NFL draft actually happened because yeah, Riddle man. talked about it in the promo because, you know, yeah. he, he brought up, you know, the, the two teams that, you know, they matched together for this tag team to have, you know, uh, the, are, are you guys like Vikings fans? Or are you guys Raiders fans? Like, did you guys see the draft and all that other stuff? And it's just like, you know, and you know, uh, you know, Ivar, you know, you're cute and like we should get girls and everything. <laughs> Matt scoots out and he sees Randy Orton there. He's pissed off. He's like, hey, bro. And Randy's like, I'm not your bro. I'm like, wow, such Bill Goldberg shit right there. <laughs> shooting on him, shooting on him. That's what they're doing. They're shooting on Goldberg. So, you know, I mean, I know, again, like, it is, they did have one match together. But it is true. They are undefeated. They haven't lost just yet. Right. And, you know, Randy Orton is, is, having his serious face he's trying not to you know crack a smile or break character because he knows that riddle is the funniest motherfucker throughout this yeah. whole thing so you know tonight they're gonna have a match between um elias and jackson Riker after the segment that happened earlier with the tomatoes and everything yep. so 
their uh, Matt Riddle just gets super excited that Randy Orton is just like giving this another shot, like you know, seeing how this like works between these two. He's like, "Yeah, bro, I'm so excited for this season. You get the, I got the matching leathers, like snake speedos, and blah blah." blah. And he just. He really wants those snake speed on him, though. I think that's just for, I think, I don't know if he wants them, but I think that's just something for him to say. And then Randy Orton is just like, look, look. <laughs> Yo, and he hands him the key. Keep your mouth shut, boy. And then Randy Orton's walking off, and then Matt Riddle scoots off, and it's just like, it's yin and yang between those two. And I yeah. like that. You know, one's funny, one's serious, but he could also be funny at times. Mm-hmm. It's listen. It's it, it's it building to saying good. It's just gonna be sad when it's this, when when it's done, you know. Cause we all know where it's going. But for right now, it's like listen, enjoy the ride, man. Enjoy the ride. This is gonna be a good one, man. So yeah. All right. So was, before we get before we get to the tag match, let's uh let, let's take a little uh five minute break real quick. Because I, I want to get your answer on this because I told Tev this when we did it. So, yeah. you know what tomorrow is, right? Uh, shit, no. Damn, Monica, are you that high? Because I'm not. Look, it's Friday. Tomorrow's Friday. And you know what Friday is, right? It's SmackDown. Yes, but what's happening on SmackDown? Are we acknowledging the tribal chief? No, it's going old school. Oh yeah! Oh my God! I fo- I didn't forget because I just seen it earlier today. But damn, that really passed my mind. Holy shit! So what kind of old school are we getting though? That's the question I'm gonna ask you. Do you see the oval stage coming back, or the glass shattering with the fist? I mean, because you know, like you know, with with the new state with the new Titantron that they have now, and and the new venue that they're in for the Thunderdome, it's pretty small. But also, I want them to you know make this some make this old school as possible, and make it very added square. You know, I want the I want that shit back. I I want I want all that shit back because if they put out the original SmackDown logo that came out in '99, then I know they have to bring back the oval stage. So. Your answer right now, the oval stage of the fist. Oh man, I ain't gonna lie, man. As much as I love the oval one, man, I was a huge fan of the fist. I was a yo, I loved it when anybody threw themselves off there, bro. Like, oh my yo, even in the game, in the game, like wow, I forgot. Oh, here comes the pain. Yeah, yo. Like I used to always climb on top da, 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 and then just jump off like ah, yo, oh man. Nostalgia, bro. It's the fist, bro. I would like the fist, but I feel like more realistically, I feel like they could bring back the old one. I said the I same did. me and Sarah yeah. said this said the same thing that like I we would rather see the oval stage come back because again, you know, if when you did the when you did the commercial, we complained yeah. about it at first because it they did it like new generation, but it's like it came out in '99 during the Attitude Era, which kind of pissed off a lot of people. But also, it's like you're giving us the original SmackDown logo, so you might as well just go all out. Like I said, no LEDs on the rings or on the posts. Bring back the old school aprons, you Not know, yet. old school posts. Bring back the oval, you know. Try to make it as you know, you. Know, old school as possible unless you're trying to do what you did with the prototype which was use the old raw stage in what fucking 
the very first SmackDown that they did before they officially put it on air. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad that we got to talk about that. Now yeah. we go on to the... That's pretty cool, man. So yeah, we got to be prepared for that tomorrow because we don't know what we're going to be expecting at 8 o'clock tomorrow night. That's, that's true. Yo, I... Oh my God. Yo, I... What the... I totally forgot. That's crazy. Like, I, I'm surprised you didn't know because like... That, now I'm excited now. Now I'm excited again. Now I'm like, oh, okay. All right. <laughs> We have to, and listen, we cannot forget, man, because people don't be wanting to do this. Y'all need to acknowledge Roman Reigns, okay? This man has defeated Danny Bryan. Send them packing. Bye-bye. You're never coming back to SmackDown again. Like, that's it. You're gone. So now everybody needs to acknowledge him. That's all. So we have RK Bro, second-time tag teaming, taking on Elias and Jackson Riker. Give your thoughts on this match so we can move on to the next stuff. Um... Decent. Well, um, it's one of those matches that we already knew the outcome. We know who are like, uh, well, I'm not going to say we, but I can only speak for myself. I already knew, like, I already knew who was going to win here, man. Like, the storyline is between, you know, Randy and, and Riddle, you know, done building a bond, you know, trying to become like a, 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 a decent tag team, which they pretty much are. They, they, they work well, honestly, they really work well. And it, it it's, it's kind of surprising because we don't really see Randy tagging with people. You feel me? But these two tagging, it's like it's like a well-oiled machine, bro. They don't do they don't do bad at all, man. Um, and I what I must say that I enjoyed, and it was towards the end. It's like it's almost there, man. The pose, it's literally almost there, man. Um, the the um the pose with Riddle on his knees, and then you know spreading his arms out. And then, you know, because this time, last week, Randy walked away when he did it. This time, Randy stood for a little bit. And then once Riddle was done, he walked off. I don't know if you peeped that. Yeah. When when he when he did that. But, yeah, it's it's going, man. But this match was, was decent. It wasn't, it wasn't bad, man. It wasn't a lot of. It, I don't believe there was any botches. I think in this match, I think this match was um was pretty pretty good, man. It was decent, it wasn't bad. But now it's like, what what's next for um RK Bros? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was a good match. Uh, it wasn't better than last week. I'll, I'll yeah. say, you know, again, they're, they're they're trying to get these guys to gel up because you know they're not doing with Randy until the Fiend returns and all that other whatnot. So I kind of I kind of I, I like that these two guys are actually doing something together, you know. And I don't know if it's going to lead to them with a, a tag team title run, but maybe a match at a pay-per-view or something. Just, for the tag team titles, like for the... Yeah, but, then, not, but not win it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Just so they can Much- do the... Sp- just so they can have the split up yeah sorry and then have the rivalry after that it was a great match but again it's just like you know i i got a lot of respect for a guy like you know i'm not gonna call him by his wwe name i got a lot of respect for someone like gunner in tna you know yeah and then you know the whole thing with the forgotten sons and then that whole controversial shit that he had it was just outrageous and then the forgotten sons are gone which i actually i actually like the forgotten sons but now with him, with Elias, it, I, I thought it was actually going to lead to something. But it's just like, 
you know, this guy is still in his forgotten son's gear. Like, you didn't think they would change his whole, like, attire while he was with Elias? Like, what the fuck? He's going bald in the middle of his hair. He needs to go bald. He needs to go out and cut his hair. Mm. Um, yeah, so, you know, again, there's more backstage shit. Now with, uh, with Drew being on the mic with Kayla, you know, he's going to, you know, view the match between uh, Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre. Um, no, between Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman. Braun Strowman appears and, oh, well, he talks about everything that's been going on with uh, Retribution. Now they're not Retribution anymore, just T-Bar and Mace. And I thought for a quick second there, I thought Drew McIntyre called T-Bar T-Bag for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even going to like, damn. But yeah, I was going to mention that too, bro. I could have sure he did that too, but I don't know. If we both kind of heard it, he probably called him T-Bag, bro. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, you know, Braun Strowman comes out and, you know, they talk about everything with, with, with what they're going on and, you know, he says how he's going to destroy Bobby Lashley tonight and, you know, go on to redacted backlash to become WWE champion and everything. It's, again, this is what I told Six. Like, this was the worst 50-50 booking on Raw ever. Like, they're, they're, they're just repeating the same shit over and over and over. And it's like, can you do something different here? We know what you guys are going to do at the pay-per-view. Stop talking about what you're going to do at the pay-per-view. All right? We know that already. Now we go on to the debut of Mansoor taking on Sheamus in an open challenge. I, I think I do believe it was non-title. Non-title. Yeah. Uh, the match basically ends in a disqualification because Humberto Carrillo interfered and he got some offense in on Sheamus. And I'm thinking this is going to be a buildup to redacted backlash, possibly between those two one-on-one or add Mansoor in there and make it a triple threat. Honestly, like, I'm looking at the highlights um, for that match right now. Yo, Mansoor does some nice drop kicks, man. He, that boy, that boy can drop kick, man. He, and he can put a, he's, yo, he put up, he, he's put up a hell of a performance. Honestly, he's taking, he's taking a lot of bumps, but he's also, he's also dishing it out, man. For somebody that's just debuting on the main roster with somebody like Sheamus, a hard-hitting guy, a former world champion, a former WWE champion, a former well, um, he's now the uh he's a former tag team champion. Yes, he was never intercontinental champion, yeah. king of the ring, money in the bank, Royal Rumble winner. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to, to, to for your first match on Raw to be Sheamus with accolade, somebody with accolade like that and very hard hitting. <coughs> Give it up well, to Mansoor, man, for he real. Didn't, man. He didn't beat Sheamus. No, 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 no. I, I, I didn't say that. I <coughs> like to, for him to debut against somebody like Sheamus, you know, and do very well because he did very, very well in this match. You feel me? It, it, it was dope, man. It was it was good, you know. Like, this guy, this guy has been busting his ass off, man. I don't watch main event like that. But I do see, like, the highlights and stuff like that. And this man has been working his ass off, man. So I'm happy to see him here. I want to see what happens. Right now, he's in this angle right now. So, you know, we just got to see where it goes. Yeah, we have to wait till next week because we don't know if he's technically in this angle yet. This was just, you know, the one opportunity for him to debut and showcase his skills. And call me crazy when I tell you right now, this is my match of the night. Hey, listen, listen, I, I don't. I don't blame you. 
and I don't, I don't, and to be honest, I really don't care about the DQ finish. I really don't like the DQ finish was, uh, you know, was perfectly executed. Like, yes, it, it a lot of people complain that it, uh, it never should have happened. Never should have been a DQ like Mansoor should have won, but you know what? You got to give Mansoor time to blossom on Monday Night Raw before he can actually get that big win. He just had a big opportunity against the United States champion. That's yeah, more did. of an opportunity that you're going to get on Monday Night Raw. Win, lose, or disqualification, let alone a draw. Just appreciate mm-hmm. the fact that somebody fresh is now on national television showcasing his skills against a former world champion who could beat the living shit out of you. Out of Ask listen, him. Listen, Sheamus can beat the shit out of majority of us. Okay, let's let's be honest, bro. Sheamus, but not the a, Undertaker. Just no, uh, not the Undertaker. No, 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 nobody in wrestling. But I'm saying like us, like like just people that are non-wrestlers. Sheamus could beat like like a lot of us. Like <laughs> a lot of us that that whoever talks shit, like Sheamus could beat majority of y'all. Okay, just put it out, just putting it out there. All right, let's go. Yeah, so uh, so look, this was uh, technically a great debut for Mansoor. Yeah. Um, great way to to utilize him as this you know star from Saudi Arabia that um people thought he was gonna amount to nothing, but then when we saw him wrestle for the first time in Saudi, it was like, wow, this guy is gonna. I mean, this guy's a star, but he's not ready for TV yet. He needs time to to bloom in order mm-hmm. for him to you know get to to that level. You know, he did stuff on, on NXT a bit. He did 205 Live stuff. And then he, he was doing his main event stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, out of all the people in Saudi Arabia that WWE signed, Mansoor is the highlight reel and is probably WWE Saudi Arabia's biggest success story out of everyone they signed. And I'm happy for someone like Mansoor. I, I have a lot of praise for that guy. And I knew he, I felt like he was going to be something when he cut his first promo when they signed him before he even wrestled. And I knew he had that gift of gab. I just needed to see how he performed. And bravo for all the training that he's done within the performance center or in Saudi. He is going to be a huge star here in the future if WWE makes him a star. No lie. This is what passion gets you, honestly. This man is. Bro, he, like, you can hear it, bro. Every time this man speaks, bro, you can tell that he's speaking from the heart, yo. He, he, he's thankful for this opportunity, bro. And he's taking this, he's going to take this opportunity as far as he can. And I'm, I'm all for it, man. He's not bad at all, man. So if anybody ever shits on this guy, man, he has to literally show, like, show us something bad. He has not yet shown us a bad match. So, you know, I'm I'm up for I'm all I'm all up for it, man. Shout outs to Mansoor, man. I wish you the best. All right, so we cut backstage. It's now time for another edition of Alexis Playhouse yes. or Playground. So, Lily has been playing hide and seek lately, and well, throughout the entire show overall. And Alexa Bliss has been throwing out some hints that sure. you know. Uh, Lily likes the color red, and you know, we just saw Sonya Deville in a full red suit. So, yeah, this this might be the tease for us, uh, for Sonya Deville to finally come back in the ring and you know, face Alexa Bliss. This might be the start of 
the first ever angle for her. And I, I, I do feel like there, there's something, there could be something going here because we see Sonya Deville abusing her power of authority as a WWE official. And now Alexa Bliss is going to do something about that. And Lily is going to tell her to do something about that. Because like, th- like think about it, right? Pierce can't really, he can't put hands on her. Yeah, but it's it's like, you know, Pierce at this point, it's just like, I don't know what he's going to do with, with Sonya at this point. We have to wait for next week to find out about that. But right now, it's more focused. It's most likely it's going to be focused on Sonya Deville since we saw Lily appear in the fucking promo that Sonya was in with Adam Pierce in the back of Gorilla. I heard that she yeah. appeared twice. I don't know that for yeah. sure, but that was like the only time we saw her appearance. Yeah, we only seen that one. I didn't. I didn't see anything else, honestly. So yeah, um, we will just have to wait to see what happens next week. We have to see what Lily's gonna uh, appear on next week before another playground segment, and then yeah, uh, n- uh, another close up of Lily laughing. Yo, I I love it. Man. I I always forget. Like and was fucked up. I always forget that she does that little shit at the end when she goes. Dun, dun, dun. And then, like, I always forget that shit. That shit always gets me. So, oh, we have yeah. the women's <laughs> tag team championships being defended again against Naomi and Lana. And basically, they uh, they they did the same exact stick that they did on SmackDown. They had Nia on SmackDown. They, they were doing most of the offense on Shayna because Nia was outside of the ring most of the time. And blah 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 bullshit. They did the same thing here, except now they thought that like I was thinking to myself that oh this might finally be the time that you know they lose the women's tag team championships because Shayna Baszler put out an ultimatum like you know no more distractions or this or else you know so they they do this and again you know Shayna Baszler taking all the offense, Nia Jax just just doing dumb shit on the outside. Reginald interferes. Lana gets put in the, the choke like twice. She breaks up the first time, and then the second time she gets on it, and then she taps. That's it. I don't care. It's bullshit because, again, it's like, why are we why are we still continuing this? You want to see this match WWE just made? What? Rare Rip, Ripley versus Damian Priest versus Drew McIntyre. That's Raw Talk. <laughs> you imagine that shit for me? That's fucking a thrall talk. Technically, it's just, you know, nobody nobody actually, you know, gave a fuck about that match to begin with. It was bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I what, what were your thoughts on this match before we go on? Honestly, I didn't care for it. Can we move on? Please take a watch. All right. Well, <laughs> uh, I think after that, it's, it is the... Uh, yes, it the, is the main event. It's the main event between... Bobby Lashley taking on Braun Strowman. And, um, you know, God, man. Well, before the match, we we now have MVP and Bobby Lashley and Gorilla now doing a promo about how they're going to destroy Braun Strowman. Like, yo, we we just had all this shit within the fucking hour. Like, can can we move on? Can we stop? Can we move on, please? Now, we have the main event. Your thoughts. Honestly, it was um so like right in the beginning of the match, we get a little back and forth between the two. Though I think a little tough, a little test of strength. 
Um, there comes a point where I believe Lashley, no, Braun has Lashley like hanging like that. He's about to hit him with like the the clobbering, like you know, he goes like that. Uh huh. Uh, like just one time, he was gonna do that, but then Drew McIntyre came out. Drew McIntyre came out, um, kind of distracted Braun Strowman. So when he was coming down, Braun Strowman got out the ring. Then you get you get Bobby you get Bobby Lashley doing a fucking dive, bro, just fucking going crazy. So I, I want to say it was through the ropes. I'm looking at it right now. I think it was over. I think it was over the road, but it was that was pretty cool, man. We don't really see Lashley doing shit like. Oh no, it wasn't. Nah, it was. It, nah, he was on the apron. There you go. He was on the apron and he ran and he just like jumped off and hit him with a forearm back of the head. I thought that was pretty good. Um, it's it's always good to see like because we all know with two big boys like Lashley and Braun that they're gonna do a lot of powerhouse moves. But it's also for good for me to see. Like like Bobby Lashley, like doing like you know little submissions here and there, just to you know weaken him. Like you know we all know that they're strong, you know, but it's it's definitely good to see like somebody like Lashley, because Lashley has that experience. You know, he's an MMA, he's a he's a wrestler, but he's also an MMA fighter. You feel yes. me? Like he has that experience, so it's good to see him like you know go on the ground, do a few submissions, you know, because we know he got the power. He has the power, you know. We know that for sure. But you know, it's good to see like his mat, his little mat game and stuff like that. Um, the match was pretty good, you know. It was it was pretty much like how it was the all those other times they wrestled. You know, you you expect them, you expect them to go hard. You know, you expect them to you know really like collide and shit like that, and then. You know, we go to we go to like the ending and stuff, and we get, I believe, I be, I believe Lashley pushes Braun. Oh no, no, no! Lashley moves out the way when Braun Strowman hits the um is doing the running train thing. He moves out the way, and then Braun Strowman hits Drew McIntyre while he's on the commentary booth. But then, but then even even with that, um, Braun Strowman goes the extra mile and mushes his face. Like mushes like um Drew McIntyre stays mad hard. He goes in the ring. Drew McIntyre after Drew McIntyre gets tight, he's tight. He gets in the ring. Claymore, hold that. Well, ba- well, that was that was like the the post match. Basically, what happens is just Drew McIntyre uh goes on top of the apron outside of the ring. He strikes Braun spear by Bobby Lashley. One two three. Bobby Lashley wins. And then the whole uh, Claymore thing happens to Braun, and then I think it goes to Lashley after that. I don't know. But- yeah, yeah, yeah. It, goes, yeah, it goes to Lashley right after, and then they announce that next week is going to be Drew versus Lashley in the main yeah. event for the Go Home Show before Redacted Backlash. I mean, this was this was a good match um, between two big hoss guys. I mean, we we've seen these guys, you know, destroy each other on many occasions. You know, these yeah, guys yeah. destroyed the. The, the LED boards on the Titantron, they had a last man yeah. standing match. You know, they did a lot of things, you know, crazy. This wasn't as crazy as, like, all the other stuff that they've done, but it was, you know, okay for what they were trying to build for the main event and, you know, for next week since Drew appeared mid-match, you know, to show up and then do commentary. And then, you know, when they did the go-home spot, that's when they went outside. That's when Braun was like, choo-choo. He did his little steamroll thing. And then, you know, Bobby gets out of the way. Runs into Drew, yeah, mushes him. Drew doesn't want to touch Braun because that basically gives you know Bobby Lashley the 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 DQ technicality win. So Braun runs back. Drew gets up on the apron, distracts Braun, spear by Bobby Lashley. One, yeah. two, three. 
Bobby Lashley wins. It's most likely going to be the same thing next week. Bobby Lashley, you know, wins via distraction by Braun Strowman, yeah. distracting Drew, Spear, one, two, three, and then we go on to the, the pay-per-view after that. So, uh, I mean, I the ending here was good. It was really good here. I mean, I, I, I can't complain for what they try to do. Braun Strowman is a, a monster among men of all things. He is a beast. He really is. And I think now after his whole thing with Shane McMahon, he's finally refreshed, recharged, and not being called stupid anymore and is actually becoming the beast that he is. Mm-hmm. Even though he lost here, you know, that that's it, it, it was basically like, oh, here, take this win back after I beat you multiple times and on a pay-per-view. And you're the WWE champion, so you have to look strong going into the pay-per-view too. Look, I had this... Theory. I had this little theory. It's not. It's not nothing too crazy. But I. I don't know. I had this weird theory that I feel that um, T Bar and Mace are like somehow in cahoots with Braun Strowman. Again, you know, that, that's that's speculation. But we'll just have to wait and see what happens. That 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 that, that, that what I'm saying. It's just it's just a theory. I'm not saying that you know that. It's true or anything, but I don't know. I just have a feel like Braun Strowman doesn't need T-Bar and Mace, but that will make that will make that force a fucking that did now now instead of fighting one big guy, yeah. now you just got three big guys. You got to fuck exactly with. like so. You know, it's it's just a theory. You know, I'm just putting it out there. If you guys feel the same, man, let us know, man. But honestly, it's. That's just a theory that I, I kind of, I think it was today, I was watching the review, um, you know, I was reviewing the, watching the show or whatever, and it's like, it kind of clicked me. I'm like, yo, maybe it could be shining here with, with Braun Strowman and T-Bar and Mitch, but we just have to see. We got to see what happens, but yeah. So yeah, that, that basically closes out Raw. Um, give your quick thoughts and your grade, and then we could wrap up the show from here. All right, so... I'll be honest, uh, show, like you said, it was 50 50. So with me, like, I, I, you know, I had my, I had my, I had my highlights and uh, riddle, riddle, or in um, the main event was pretty dope. The match, um, uh, a debuting Mon, uh, Monsoor was freaking dope. He did very, very well. Um, yeah, so honestly, I, I, the, um, in the show, I'm in like the, in like the middle, so I want to say a, a two point five right after middle. Like no, that's that's bad. You mean a three point five, which is a good. 5. There you go, a good. It because it was it was like you said, it was like you know it like it had its good part, but then it had its bad part. So it was like in the it was like in the middle. It was even. It was a straight line. There was nothing squiggly about it. The yeah. only squiggly thing that I could say that was wrong about this. Again, what the fuck? Why why of all people are you gonna bring back fucking Eva Marie? Like I this is the work of John Laurinaitis, ladies and gentlemen. You got rid of Samoa Joe, you got rid of the iconics, you got rid of Mickey James just to bring back this fucking woman. Everything else about Raw was great. The matches were actually good. That was a good that was actually besides the women's tag team championship match, which nobody cared for. Everything about Raw actually, you know, with the matches, it lived up. There were way too many backstage segments. MVP doing a lot of backstage stuff is, you know, it's good, but it also gets annoying sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Again, they have, like, they really need to do something with Damian Priest after redacted backlash because this is, enough is enough with this angle. 
enough is enough. You're not going to make Damian Priest a star if you're continuing the same angle over and over and over, week after week. He needs to do something new. Angel Garza and Drew Gulak, probably the most original thing ever. Yeah. Man, the debut of Mansoor. Can't wait to see what you're going to do next week. Hopefully, you are in this angle with Seamus and Humberto. And if they make that match, like, for a redacted backlash, I would love to see it. Because maybe it will give it will give Mansoor time to bloom on a de- on a pay per view debut of all things. WWE Championship stuff was good, but I think there was too much build up to that stuff to the point where there was they didn't make any new announcements for new matches for rest, for Redacted Backlash. And again, Charlotte just being Charlotte, and Lily can't wait to see who you, whose promo you're gonna appear on next week. Uh, again, this was the worst, this was the good and bad 50 50 booking of Raw that they've done. So, I'm actually gonna give this also a 3.5, which is a C, a C, indeed. Within three weeks of bullshit, you actually gave us something pretty good, even though half of it was bad, the rest of it was good, and that's something that we can't complain about. All right, so let me grab this real quick because we're about to bring it home right now. For all of your video platforms, you can follow us on youtube.com forward slash Rainbow Mania Show. Stomp a my hole on that subscribe button. Give us a cheer with that thumbs up. And letting you guys know that every week we put out new videos, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, pay-per-view recaps, live reactions, and thoughts. For all of our audio, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Anchor, all of our social medias, facebook.com forward slash Ramble Mania Show, Twitter at Ramble Mania, Instagram at Ramble Mania Show. Every week we put out all the content for all of you. Twin, let them know where to follow you at. You can follow me at Savage Pro Wrestling Podcast, Savage PWPC on IG, and the Savage is with two A's, as you guys know. And you can follow me on Instagram at iZombies, double I-Z-O-M-B-I-E-S-Z. For Jay Savage, I'm Hazel the iZombie. We are Twin Magic. We are wishing you all a point in goodies. A too fucking sweet. And a goodbye, good night. Bang, let's go. Whoa.